Good morning for Wednesday, September 26, 2012. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Obama is tested by a $1 trillion deficit. Obama tells UN new democracies need free speech. And seeking cures, patients enlist mice stand-ins. In this morning's national headlines, taxes threaten culture descended from slaves. Polls show Obama widening lead in two swing states, and deportation deferrals put employers in a bind. In this morning's financial headlines, the Dow fell 101 points yesterday. The Nasdaq was down 43. From London, trade groups said ready to cede LIBOR power. Home prices are on the rise, but this time on the low end. And Tesla struggles raise questions about electric cars. There will be more business stories, more national and international news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Obama is Tested by $1 Trillion Deficit, written by Jackie Calms. Four years ago, Barack Obama ran for president on a promise to cut annual federal budget deficits in half by the end of his term. Then came financial calamity, $1.4 trillion in stimulus measures and a maddeningly slow economic recovery. Now, despite small annual improvements, the deficit for the fiscal year that ends on Sunday will surpass a trillion dollars for the fourth time. Against that headline-grabbing figure, Obama's explanation that the deficit he inherited is on a path to be cut in half just a year later than he promised if it is measured as a percentage of the economy's output risks sounding professorial at best. The fiscal imbalance on Obama's watch, however much a result of factors beyond his control as well as his own policy choices, has increased the nation's debt by about 40% and has saddled him with one of his biggest vulnerabilities. Dealing with deficits is the one major issue in which voters and polls regularly register more confidence in Mitt Romney than Obama. It is also a flashpoint in the partisan war over the size and scope of government. Both Romney and Obama say that fixing the nation's finances is a priority, but they approach it in very different ways. Romney is proposing to reduce the deficit and encourage economic growth by substantially shrinking the government, unrealistically so in the judgment of many budget experts, while further cutting taxes and increasing spending on the military. He would inject more private sector competition into Medicare to rein in the growing cost of health insurance for older people and would limit Medicaid payments to fixed amounts to the states. Obama wants to combine spending cuts and tax increases on upper-income households to close the hole without fundamentally reducing the role of government or altering the guarantees at the heart of Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. Those programs account for 40% of federal spending, and they will grow to half in a decade as more baby boomers claim benefits. Romney has not put a figure on his deficit reduction target and has not fleshed out many of the details necessary to evaluate the long-term effects of his plan. But he says he would balance the budget in eight to ten years. Obama's most recent budget proposal called for $5.3 trillion in deficit reduction over the next decade. Budget analysts say that if the nation's goal, when the economy is still shaky, is to start moving seriously toward fiscal balance, neither approach is likely to prove equal to the problem. 
Robert Reischauer, a former head of the Congressional Budget Office, expressed the consensus of many independent analysts, saying, The proposals by Romney are politically unachievable, and the president's proposals, while achievable, are too modest.